You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode six of the Great British Chief Show with myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. How are we doing, mate? How's things with you? I'm doing really well. I've got a bone to pick with the weather gods, though. Like, it's yeah. May. The weather's meant to be nice in May. Like, we do get nice weather over here in the UK from May to August every now and then. But this is the wettest, dullest, most horrible May I can <laughs> ever remember. Like, uh, the I, wind, I agree, the rain, it is just awful. Like, do they not know that we've been locked in our house for the like previous four months? And now that we're allowed out, the weather gods have just gone, nah, you're staying in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a cruel twist of fate, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's just awful. It's just awful. Like, normally in May, I'm out playing basketball every evening until like eight, nine o'clock. Like, now if I went out and played basketball in this weather, I, I can barely shoot at the best of times. I wouldn't be able to hit anything by now. There would be no LeBron yeah, X jump shots there, from, from me or from me. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been complaining about the weather as well. It's all it's all what we Brits do, really, isn't it? It is. Complain about the weather. I mean, I remember um, last year, this time last year, and uh, it was scorching. I remember people were getting burnt left, right and centre. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a, it felt like a magical time in a way, even though everybody was on lockdown because everyone thought they were going to be back at work in May anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was a couple of months off and we thought, oh, we'll be back. We'll be back once this pandemic's over with, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here was we it are. The UK government We're, said originally, what, 12 weeks? Is that what they aimed for? Was it something to be like, I think it was originally three, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, yeah. like no concept of what could potentially happen. But yeah, we, everyone was like in the house and anyone with a garden loved life because they could just sit and. <laughs> sunbathe all day it was it was wonderful i was one of those guys but here we are a year later it's miserable the pandemic is still going on but we have the nba playoffs which i'm sure you're so happy about brad do you know what mate do you know what nba i've actually got i've actually found a newfound love for the nba at the minute wow Um, and it's all because of the game nba 2k21 okay I've started playing that. I've started playing like career mode. It's given us a real kind of good overview of how the game plays okay. and what you have to do and all about layups and is it crossovers and all that kind of thing. So I've been learning. <laughs> I've been learning. I've been, I've been putting some research in. You know, I've been putting some research in. And I actually went to the nth degree and I actually bought myself a jersey. Wow. So you, does that mean you've got a team? I don't really have a team. I have a favorite player, but it's a player that never really, he's not really playing now. He's not really playing um, now, so he, does that mean he's retired? Or yeah, yeah. Who is it? Um, Alan Iverson. Yes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, like, I like the jersey and I like the player, so I thought, you know what, I'll just get one. Seventy sixers jersey, please. Yeah. Amazing. It's the black one from two thousand and one. Oh, mate. Two thousand. Do you know what? Oh, AI used to be one of my favourite players. I always remember there was an advert from years ago it was a Reebok advert of him just in a black tracksuit with these Reebok trainers on and he was just dribbling through these estates just doing crossover after crossover just dribbling all the way through and it went on for about 30 seconds and I remember trying to mimic that on my way to my (laughs) local court when I was like 14, 15 and that's all I used to do was like pretend I was AI and just going up the court obviously I can't play like AI he's one of the million like one of the best short players of all time that's cool that you found a team that's like so you're going for the 76ers like the glory supporting already they're the number one seed in the east so (laughs) yeah they are they are the number one seed in the east Oh, right. Well, I didn't actually know this either as well because I actually <laughs> mentioned it on uh, I mentioned it on Twitter that I bought this jersey, this 76ers jersey. And everyone was thinking, but you're British. You shouldn't like the 76ers. And I was like, why not? And they were like, 76? 1776? And I was like, 
What Sorry? happened then? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like there's loads of Patriots fans in the UK, um, yeah. and they're all Patriots fans because they're Glory supporters. They enjoy the teams that do well, and yeah. fair play to them. That's their decision. But they don't actually look at the Patriots and look what they stand for and think maybe that's not the best team for a British person to be supporting. Yeah, they're in Boston. You're not getting the connection there. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest, I don't really care about history that was 250 years ago. I'm not going to lie. I, I care about <laughs> more recent history than that. More like 2011, you know, when the Dallas Mavericks managed to knock off the super team that was the Miami Heat, you know, being a Dirk boy. You know, but I'm happy. The Mavs are in the playoffs. They've got a tough run against the Clippers. Let's see how they get yeah. on. But yeah. NBA playoffs has started, which is fine, which means we've got sporting interest for the next month or so until the Euros start. To the Euros? I thought you were going to say uh, Eurovision. Then. No, 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 no. By the time that most people, by the time most people have listened to this podcast, Eurovision Song Contest would have happened, so I'm not bringing it up. I'm Seriously? Not, is, it, yeah. is it nearly over already? No, no, no. It's like this podcast is... <laughs> we're recording on the Friday. This podcast is coming out Saturday night. As yeah. is Eurovision. <laughs> so oh, and there's, man. And there's people are sitting there waiting to have the podcast and Eurovision on TV. <laughs> 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 Which I highly doubt they will. <laughs> do, do you want to explain to some of our listeners that are not really all fair with the Eurovision thing? Because you're a big fan of this, aren't you? And I, I just do not get it. I just do not understand this Eurovision thing. Okay, well, if Pete's listening, if John's listening, if anyone from SB Nation is listening to this podcast, I apologise. We will get to Chiefs football in a minute, but if you want to skip forward a couple of minutes, you can do. But the Eurovision, I advise you skip forward. (laughs) (laughs) But for those of you willing to stay with me for the next ninety seconds, then I appreciate it. I love you. For some strange reason, I have a fascination with this singing competition, which makes no sense whatsoever because it's pretty much against every music thing that I am against. It's it's rubbish pop that's just over the top. It's just yeah. a big show, even though I enjoy musicals and stuff like that. But this is just like a another dimension. And it's just every country in Europe plus Australia, for some strange reason, all come together for this mass competition, this night of highly political music voting <laughs> and it's just it's just incredible every country puts on a show and then you have to vote and there's a, a voting system at the end there's a, a result show which is incredible I don't know why I enjoy it but for some strange reason I just have since I was a kid and it is basically my favorite non-sporting event of the year it's terrible <laughs> it really is terrible it, it, it's every time the UK enters I'm thinking why are we why are we dumbing down our musical talents just to join this? It's just it's ridiculous. We shouldn't even be entering now. Do you know it's what? Bad. I just hate it. It's horrible. Interesting fact about me. Interesting facts about me. I'll leave this. I'll leave this here after that. This um, one year, I was watching Eurovision and I sat there and said, "Right, whoever wins Eurovision this year, I'm going to book flights and go visit that city." <laughs> and it was the year that Lordy won for Finland, and Lordy <laughs> were a rock band that all dressed up as demons and played this song called Harvard Hallelujah." And it's one of the most overwhelming winners of Eurovision ever, and they won. So straight away, I just booked flights for Helsinki. Two months later, I was in Helsinki <laughs> for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did it? Yeah, I did it. You nutter. <laughs> you absolute nutcase. I went to Helsinki for the weekend. There's not a lot to do in Helsinki, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. But um, yeah, I went for the weekend. Why not? <laughs> you know, if I ever said that, I'd, I'd go to the place that won the Eurovision. UK would end up winning it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, enough about that rubbish. I don't yeah. want to talk about Eurovision anymore. We've got, a, 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 obviously, the off-season for the Chiefs at the moment and for every NFL team. And it got us thinking, really, didn't it? That you know, what's the what's what some of the biggest things we're really looking forward to this season? Because we've had the draft, we've had you know, we've had the free agencies, um, we've we've got players signed up to the new teams. Mm-hmm. What is it that we're really going to be looking forward to moving forward this season? And uh, we've got ten suggestions from uh, well, we've got five each, so ten in total. Shall I go first with yeah, my favorite? Clear. These are ten things that we're looking forward to. From this NFL season. They're not necessarily yeah. 10 things that we're looking forward to that are all Chiefs related. There are Chiefs ones in there. It's an but, NFL. Yeah. But some of them are more broad than that. And we're setting ourselves a time limit on, it, on each. We're going to talk for three minutes on each individual one. I've got my Casio out here. 
I've bought myself a Casio because I'm doing my run. So <laughs> I've, got my stop, I've got my stopwatch so I can sit here in time. So um, as and when I give you the nod or a beep, that means the time is up. Okay, Brad? <laughs> and we yeah, have to move on. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> we won't talk about that, shall we? Right. No, no. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be embarrassing for both of us. Okay. <laughs> right. So here we go. You can go first. Right. The main thing, I mean, everybody's talking about it, is the Chiefs shiny new O-line. Mm. This is the thing that I think every Chiefs fan has been waiting for since the Super Bowl, the, the dreaded Super Bowl, where we were just thinking, we, everybody pointed at the O-line at the time and was thinking, yeah. that needs an absolute complete restructure. Yeah. We've got some shiny new players, some really talented players in there as well, some good veteran talent. Uh, some big guys in there and it's a completely new overhaul and it's it's something that really excites me because having Mahomes behind a solid O-line like that mm-hmm. I mean yeah it's going to take a few games for obviously to get you know get into the swing of things and and, and gel a bit as a unit but I, even still I think this 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 offensive line is a plug in and play and it'll just be electric from the very off from the very start I'm really looking forward to this mate I don't know about you yeah, I don't know if I feel like it's a plug and play across the board from the start. You're not? Like, no, I feel very, I think it's I, ready to rock. I feel very comfortable with the left hand side, obviously, having yeah. Orlando Brown and, and Joe Tooney. It's when you lean across to the right and the centre, like I hope Austin Hump. Uh, Creed Humphrey is the guy. Austin Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. Austin Humphrey. I hope Creed Humphrey <laughs> is the guy, and I've loved what we've seen out of him. But will it be Austin Blythe? Then you've got right guard. There's a million players that could play right guard. It's going to be Carlong, LDT, and Mike yeah. Remmers or Lucas Niang for the right tackle. So I don't feel like it's plug and play right now. I think they have enough there to put out a very good offensive line. I just don't know what that combination is going to be right now. Yeah. It's going to keep us guessing, isn't it? Which I suppose is a good thing as well. It's going to keep you know other defensive coordinators guessing, I suppose, in the first few games. Yeah, maybe maybe not necessarily the defensive coordinators, but it means that when we get to training camp, there is going to be genuine competition yeah. for, for this, like on the centre and the right-hand side. So the guys are going to have to bring 100% every single snap, which also bodes well for the defensive line as well, because the defensive line, there's going to be no easy place for the defensive line in training camp because everyone is going to have a point to prove everyone along that offensive line bar Tooney and Brown have a position to play for. And if we end up getting the best possible five guys out there, I have no doubt that Andy Reid and Andy Heck will be able to put a unit together that will allow the Chiefs offense to get back to levels that we've seen before. Yeah. Okay. What about yours? What's your first one? My first one, we did that in just under three minutes. So that's not, that's not too bad. Not too bad. We're on, we're on target. That's not too bad. Your one actually ties really well into my one. And my one, my first one is I'm really excited to seeing Patrick Mahomes go scorched earth on the NFL. Like he played so well last year, all season. He played Amazing. He was incredible in the Super Bowl, despite the protection. He played really well. And we're at this point now where everyone has kind of just accepted that Mahomes is great and they're looking for a reason not to crown him as the best player in the league and not to give him the MVP. And I feel like this year he is going to give them no chance whatsoever. There's going to be none of this Drew Brees getting a few votes, none of this giving the MVP to Aaron Rodgers. I think this year he's going to come out and he's just going to go bat crazy <laughs> in, in a word <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just light the entire league up. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it does tie <laughs> yeah. in right. It does, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else you can say about that really other than, yeah, it does tie in well with the O-line and, and the fact that Mahomes is going to feel a lot more comfortable just sitting in that pocket as well, because we've seen him running for his life a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, even before the Super Bowl, we saw him running for his life. Um, so it'd be nice to try and see a, a sort of like a, a steadied, um, more secure Mahomes, and just picking, just picking his his passes. Just yeah, it's going to be wonderful. Scorched earth. I think I like that term as well. Yeah, I didn't. Because, I didn't come up with the term myself. That was I heard it. I heard Ron yeah. say it on the Outer Structure podcast, but and I I heard him say it, and I thought that is perfect. Scorched earth, and that it is, is yeah. 
That's exactly what's going to happen. Like I, with the seventeen game season, I think you've potentially got another five thousand and fifty on the cast. Yes. I, I, I assume that Clyde Edwards-Helaire and the running backs will take some of those TDs away from Mahomes, but I feel like we're going to see more two thousand eighteen production than we were the last two years, despite the last two years being really, really, really good for Mahomes. I just feel like this year is going to be the year where he just takes that crown and leaves no argument whatsoever for who the best quarterback in the league is. That's not cocky, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel it's a little bit cocky, but let's go with it. Let's go with it. That was Um, three minutes as well. So now it's your turn. Oh, excellent, right. Okay. Well, my my second one is actually, I'm really, really looking forward to both Chiefs versus Chargers games. Oh. Um, you mentioned it in the last podcast about Justin Herbert. Yeah. He is he is the real deal. Whether we like to say it or not, he is the real deal. And he proved it last season. Um, and it's going to be a real mouthwatering matchup because I think both teams are, <laughs> again, we're going to fall into it. They are one of the main teams to look out for in this AFC West. Um, I'd say that they are definitely one of the contenders this year. And I, I know we make a fun and jokes about, you know, the, the, the Chargers being the, uh, always touted as being, the, this is their year to win the AFC West. But for me, definitely, this is going to be a, a, a mouthwatering matchup for both games at Arrowhead and in LA as well. Yeah, the only thing I worry about, and I really like Justin Herbert. I really do. I've I've watched a lot of Chargers games this offseason. I've made a point yeah. this offseason watching more Raiders, more Chargers, more Broncos games, just because I like to get a better scope of what the rest of the AFC is doing. And when I turned on yeah. film and started watching Justin Herbert from last year, even though I saw the games in person, I didn't really take much notice of him. But I was more specifically looking at him this time. He is so good. He is like... He is good. Like... He played like he was the number one pick last year. Like Joe Burrow played well when he was in, but Justin Herbert was the best rookie of last year. And the only thing I worry about is the potential for a sophomore slump, especially with having a new system, a new coach in as well. So there's, there's the potential for that to happen. But if he is the answer for the Chargers, then this rivalry, this quarterback rivalry of 25 year old Patrick Mahomes versus a 24 year old Justin Herbert yeah. is going to be amazing for years to come. Like I remember obviously you had the Brady versus Manning yeah. um, rivalry, but that wasn't in division. That was out of division. That was still in conference, but it was out of division. And the potential to have this huge top five quarterback rivalry in division for the next 10 to 15 years. Sounds incredible. It's going to lead to a lot of heart attacks and a lot of nervy <laughs> nights for us. But yeah. I feel like with them both being young and very good, we should just kind of embrace it. And I know I've said before how I don't want Aaron Rodgers in the division. I don't want Aaron Rodgers in the division now because he's been there, done that. It makes her a tougher opponent. But I'm quite looking forward to the prospect of watching Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert grow together and yeah. getting these divisional round matchups that mean a lot and then potentially these these playoff matches that mean that mean so much. But there's every chance that the Chargers will just charge her and <laughs> there go yeah. seven and ten or injuries. Eight and nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And nothing will happen. So ch- yeah. Justin Herbert will march them down the field, then someone will miss a kick and yeah. <laughs> and ultimately it will mean nothing. Exactly. So, my turn. Your turn. My, my turn. My turn. I've said before, and I've said this on many occasions, the best individual performance I have ever seen in person was Frank Clark versus the Raiders at Wembley when he played for the Seahawks. Crazy to say that. I've been to a lot of NFL games, and the one that stood out wasn't Super Bowl 54. It wasn't Des Bryant versus the Jags at Wembley. It wasn't all of these games. The one that's always stood out to me was Frank Clark making Derek Carr cry on the turf (laughs) at Wembley. And I'm looking forward to that Frank Clark returning. And I think the addition of Jaron Reed will have a big part to play in this. Like the last time them two played together, they tore it up. You're adding, adding them to two Chris Jones. 
and to Tersh Turk Wharton, to Derek Nardi, yeah. and potentially, I don't know, Taco Charlton on rushing situations. Like you're you're looking at a defensive line there that could be very good. There's question marks at edge, but I'm hoping yeah. that the addition of Reed and some talent will enable Frank Clark to really tee off and show the real Frank Clark that I've seen before and more specifically that game at Wembley. It's been an age old old argument at the moment, hasn't it, about Frank Clark that's, you know, there's there's some Chiefs fans that love him, some some that that kind of don't get him, don't understand what he brings to the team, that kind of thing. But um, I think you're right. I think the Reid signing was was that kind of balance that he needed, Mm -hmm. that the the actual defence needed, the the defensive line needed, didn't it? There's that balance either side. And, um, And I think that's, that's going to be the, the the difference here because you've got two real good edges there that are, 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 you've really got to look out for if you're in the, uh, the opposing team. Yeah, if you've, um, Chris, if you've got Chris Jones on one edge and then you've got Frank exactly. Clark on the other, then yeah. Exactly. And then you've got Reed, and obviously, is he going to be on the same side as, as uh, Clark? I think he is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a real head scratcher. I think for uh, for quarterbacks, especially trying to, uh, to you know, to, uh, to try and secure themselves in that pocket. And, mm. It's going to be fun to watch, yeah. and I think you're right. I think the I think the production rate is really going to go up for Frank Clark. Yeah, um, and in, even like you said, even with Chris Jones, I, I you know I think Chris Jones is going to be one of those to watch again this year um, because teams seem to really double up on those two, didn't they? Mm. Um, and and the, because the, the, there wasn't much, yeah, they got pressures. because there wasn't much from elsewhere yeah. before to do that. Where I don't feel like this year they're going to be exactly. Able to so it should be a it's fun all the balance, mate. It's all, it's, it's all about balance. That's it. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. If the Chiefs can get some solid production out of the defensive line, it's going to make everything easier on the back end. And with exactly. teams having to hopefully pass the ball to keep up with Patrick Mahomes going scorched earth, then should be happy days to Steve Spags and Co. All right, we'll take a, a quick commercial break and we'll speak to you again in a minute. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, we're back on the Great British Chief Show. Right, my turn. I've spoke about him before on this podcast quite a few times. And I'm really hoping that this is going to be the breakout year for him. Nicole Hardman. He just won. He just won a race, didn't he? Recently, between Rugs and uh, was it Devin White and everybody like that. Yeah. Um, By the way, did anyone, did anyone know that Devin White was that quick? <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't. Actually, I, I actually saw um, there was some footage of him before yeah. where he actually made a tackle, and I was like, "Where the hell did he come from?" Well, he I, I, I knew he was a quick linebacker. I, I knew. I, I knew that. I knew he was one of the quickest linebackers. I just didn't realize he was like top end 40 quick. <laughs> like, yeah. How can a guy like that? Everyone's talking about DK Metcalf running that, that 1078, whatever it was, 1022, 100 meters last year at his size. How does Devin White do that at his size? Like when All I saw padded that, up as well. Yeah. He's got, he's yeah. great. It's great seeing Michael Hartman win that race and like shutting up a radar. I love yeah. it. I love it, Michael. Yeah. But Devin White was the one I watched. I thought, bloody hell. For a guy that talks a lot, he can half back it up, can't he? <laughs> oh, he can. Oh, he can. He's definitely got to, got to be one of the fastest linebackers in yeah, the league. 100%. For sure. Yeah, but, McCall. Yeah, I, I'll just finish my point there before, before you say it. I, I actually want him to be, I want this, talk about balance we were saying before mm. on the defensive line. I want this balance on the wide receiving core. I know I've said before that we, we need somebody speedy on one side and somebody who's like a big presence, big tall presence, mm. like a Megatron on the other side. Yeah. But can you imagine if we had a Hardman 
and we had a Tyreek 2.0. Yeah. That's I, what I, I want I, to see from Hardman this year. I can see it. Like, in your opinion, does the Legion of Zoom still exist? With, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah? it, it does. You know what? Nicole Hardman rekindled that with a 4-2-2. Okay, so but what production do we need to see from Nicole Hardman to warrant the nickname of a Legion of Zoom? Like we can't we can't have this broad nickname for a wide receiver group that are just fast if their production doesn't match it. If it's just Tyreek Hill and then some guys not putting up many yards at all, then it's not really like a receiving corpse. It's Tyreek Hill and the other guys. And yeah. I'm just not too sure that Nicole Hardman is there yet. I hope he is. I hope he is. Yeah. Because he's extremely productive when he touches the football. And okay, they're granted they are manufactured touches sometimes. There's specific routes that he likes running, specific passing sets that he likes and combinations that he likes getting the ball out early to him and stuff. But we need to see more from him as a total wide receiver before we can say, oh, yeah. this is going to be the breakout from Nicole Hardman. Because the Chiefs are going to need production from him. Yeah, simple as because last year we were far too reliant on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and we cannot go into this season being as reliant on them two yes them two are always going to see more attention than other wide receivers but when they are receiving that attention we need these Demarcus Robinsons these McCullough Hardmans Cornell Powell um, and Noah Gray we need these guys to step up because if Mahomes is going to go scorched earth he's going to need a total collective effort from his receivers and McCall Hardman with his draft position has to be the guy that steps up from that group. He's got to go at least 800 yards, hasn't he? I reckon. Yeah, easy. Uh, easy. Like 800, he has to. 800 yards and at least six or seven touchdowns. It has to exactly. be. And yeah. it can't just and it can't just be the same touchdowns we've seen before. We're like, we we need to see him like beating a guy, not just like on a go. We need to be, see like see him go up against a good coverage receiver and just beat him all hands up. Yeah. And I know it's not a type of game that he plays, but you've been in the league long enough now. You were drafted in the second round. You can't just be a one trick pony as a wide receiver. We need him to step up, and I hope he can. But until he proves that he can do it. I'm not going to be a full-on McCole Hardman believer. I yeah. want to be, but it's down to him to prove me wrong and to prove exactly. Yeah. And, and he's been getting a bit of criticism from me recently as well because of yeah, I do see him as that kind of gadget player we seem to use in jet sweeps and yeah. you know um, you know the, the the slot position quite a bit you know right. and right now it needs to be more, doesn't it? He's more Tavon Austin than he is Tyreek Hill right now. Yeah. And yeah, we, yeah, 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 I agree. We need him to take that swing towards maybe not Taven Austin, more of like a Ted Ginn Jr. Sorry, he's more of a Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah. than he is a Tyreek Hill. And we need him to take that that swing towards Tyreek Hill as opposed to just being the deep threat. Exactly that. My right, turn. Your turn. Yeah. My turn. My third one. We're almost there. We're over halfway now. So <laughs> my third one is I am looking forward to full stadiums yes have you watched any of the football the british soccer over soccer slash football the last week yeah i've watched a few yeah and they, they've been partially partially uh, yeah. uh attended haven't they yeah yeah so they're finally having fans back in stadiums and it has been incredible like it has made such a difference to watching it on TV. You actually get something from it when you, we've had fake crowd noise, but when you get the roar of the crowd, it just makes the world a difference. Now we're fortunate. We support Kansas city and Kansas city had some fans in the stadium, but it wasn't the normal arrowhead experience that you get coming through the TV or the arrowhead experience that you get in stadium. You get some games like the Raiders game last year. Like imagine how crazy that stadium would have been going for that two minute drill of Patrick Mahomes at the end. It just yeah. would have been, it, the DJ would have been playing. It would have just been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the DJ would have been playing. <laughs> you, 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 what you would have heard is a, a record scratch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DJ's putting on a Tom Bahani song like you would have loved it you know? <laughs> um, no but it just would have been incredible and I just cannot wait to see full stadiums and like the NFL have been quite clear yeah they want full stadiums of course the owners want full stadiums they're losing out on money but course, yeah. with the vaccination the way that it's going and America now seemingly opening up then full stadiums in September should should be a go 
yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think you're right. I think we've we've been watching soccer over here, which is it. It almost feels like zombie football, really, for me, yeah. because it felt fake. Um, it, yes, you had the crowd noise coming through the TV as well, and you know it, the, the sound guys did the best to try and create an atmosphere when you know there was a you know a, a shot had missed slightly over the bar or something, and it, it was all the like oohs and the ahs, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's not the same as it, and I think I think I think having the um, the full stadiums back, especially Arrowhead, it's another um, advantage to us as well. Which um, you know, we, I mean, it's crazy to think that the, the last, the last sporting event that we had a full stadium in that we actually went to was the Super Bowl, and it was electric. Mm. And to not have that during the season, it felt a little bit flat. There was something definitely missing, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I mean, like you said, yeah, it was a partial kind of attendance for for some of the games, but. It just, yeah, you need that atmosphere back. And, and that's, yeah, I think that's a good one to have to uh, to really look forward to this season. Right, okay, I'm actually going out a bit of left field here. I'm coming away from the Chiefs for a bit. My next one that I'm looking forward to this year, and I hate myself for saying it, because you know I'm a Patriots hater. You know I don't like Tom Brady. But the Patriots versus Tampa Bay... <laughs> it's going to be the hot ticket to watch, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it just? It, it's going to have that age-old argument of, does Tom Brady, is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick? Or is it both of them together that that that, that, that create the magic? Or is it one can't exist yeah. without the other? It, it's that kind of argument, isn't it? That everybody's going to get a little bit of a flavour of who is the master, who is the apprentice. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm probably laid it on a bit thick there, but it almost feels like, Darth Vader turning against the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, by the way, if nobody's watched it. <laughs> is, it is it like when the Emperor, obviously his Palpatine, gets yeah. Anakin to cut off Count Dooku's head and start yeah. Avengers if No, um, no, I'm yeah. looking forward to it because I like Tom Brady and I like Bill Belichick. And oh, I like come Richards. on. Like I've, I've said before, I've not said it on this particular platform, but I've said before on record that... I am a supporter of dynasties. I love dynasties. I love the idea of bad guys. And you have to respect bad guys. And like, yeah. I'm the type of guy that goes into a film and wants the bad guy to win. Like for me, <laughs> Infinity War was like the best film of all time. The fact, <laughs> but the fact they made Endgame just annoys me. <laughs> like they yeah. should have just left, it. Just left it. They should have just yeah. left it Infinity War. Like, I'm all for the bad guys. And so that's how I kind of feel about the Patriots. I don't know where I sit, though. I don't know if I'm on Team Tom or Team Bill. I'm kind really? of on... Yeah, I'm kind of feeling like I want to be on Team Bill just because it will keep the debate going. Yeah. Like, a little bit It'll longer. Stir the pot, but, won't it? Yeah, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, if Tom Brady and the Bucks... Okay, they are a better team. They are Super Bowl champions. And the Bucks and the Patriots are completely different parts of their journey at the moment. But if the Bucks come into New England and just absolutely lay the hammer down uh, on the pay, on the Patriots, then the debate's dead. Everyone yeah. will say it's Tom Brady. Well, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it is all Tom Brady. Tom Brady is an incredible player. He is the go right now, 100%. But he would not have achieved what he had had he not had Bill Belichick. Likewise, he wouldn't have achieved what he had at Tampa Bay if he didn't walk into an already loaded team. Like, he yeah. was the one that put them over the top. I don't doubt that whatsoever. But Tampa were loaded before the, before he even yeah. got there. And I just, I'm just kind of like willing for Bill just to get that win and just like even it all up a little bit and just stir this pot for a little bit longer. Maybe the Patriots get into an AFC Championship game and losing to the Chiefs with Cam Newton and quarterback will just be... Which just be something that I, I, I would enjoy watching, especially being a Cam Newton fan as well. God, everyone must hate me listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell Tony you Tony Romo as well? What the <laughs> I was literally about to say, did I tell you that my favourite quarterback of all time is Tony Romo? <laughs> He's a Chiefs fan, I promise you. Yeah, yeah but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That should be a good one. And like, have you seen the ticket prices? They're like yeah. over. Like a thousand dollars for this regular season game. It's absolutely ah, it's ridiculous, mate. I mean, yeah. it, 
it's it, they're treating it like a Super Bowl. It's it's crazy. I mean, the the, the only good thing I suppose for Tampa Bay is that the shirt sales in Boston for uh, for the Tom Brady jerseys are just going to go through the roof, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely, man. See well, how many turncoats they're going to be in uh, in the Gillette Stadium? You watch <laughs> from blue coats to turncoats. Yeah, turncoats. Historical a lot joke. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> History, right. stay at school, kids. Yeah, right. um, isn't it funny? Sorry to sidetrack. I said I wasn't going to sidetrack tonight, but I have. Isn't it funny, like how we just don't at our schools learn about the American War of Independence at all? I, d- I didn't even learn about America, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everything I know about that war was taught to me by Mel Gibson in The Patriot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like for me, like Heath, Le- you guys have got Heath Ledger to thank for for, for uh, <laughs> being a country. You know, hello, Mr. Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> good film, good film. Right. Anyways, before we get banned, right? Yeah. Uh, my one, the fourth one, and everyone's every NFL's favorite subject. Like every every NFL fan's favorite subject. No one ever gets sick to death for this. The NFC East. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm looking forward to the NFC East. I, really? I am. I think it is going to be excellent entertainment this year as a division. Like, only because none of the teams are great. Yeah. They don't have the potential to be good, but none of them are great. And I just feel like watching the Cowboys having Dak back, the Redskins, or Redskins, excuse me, the football team having Fitzpatrick, at court, football team I having... can't call them that. Uh, football team um, having Fitzpatrick back. Yeah. The Giants having these new players, these new weapons, and then the Eagles just being a complete enigma, really. No one knows what exactly we're going to get from them. We don't know what we've um, got with them, do we? Exactly. Yeah. I just think, I feel like it's going to be a really entertaining division for a good reason, as opposed really? to just being forced in our face because it's the NFC East. I feel like it's, there's going to be genuine entertainment that's warranted as opposed to forced from now. Isn't this the same division that was like week eight? It was like the team that had three wins was the top of the division. Yeah. 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 <laughs> By about week eight. That, was, that wasn't entertaining. That was just bad football. But I feel like these teams. <laughs> terrible. And I, I feel like these teams are going to be good enough this year that yeah. we're going to get the right blend of surprising results and good football. And I just think, I just feel like watching like. Fitzpatrick in that division is just like Fitzpatrick, who to me is like the ultimate small market quarterback. And yeah. he's yeah, yeah, going yeah. to be going Earth Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, exactly. He's gonna be going into like the biggest market division of them all. And just watching him and the football team just like tearing it up against like Jerry Jones and like Dave Gettleman and all these like these big players of the NFL. I just I just I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a laugh. I'm actually expecting Fitzpatrick to win that division. Yeah, so am I. Like, yeah. I, I, I know I said a couple of shows ago, like how I expect the Cowboys to be good. And I do think the Cowboys are going to be good. But the more and more I think about it, the football team are going to be a very good side. And yeah. I'm, looking forward to, I'm looking forward to Patrick Mahomes playing Fitzmagic in Washington. It's, it's going to be a laugh. And if you're going to that game as a Chiefs fan, make sure that you give uh, Fitzpatrick the, the due that he deserves because he's, he's oh, a hero yeah. to us, isn't he? He is a hero. He is a hero. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with this NFC East thing. I, I, I don't know if the, all the teams are there yet. I think, I think, like you said, mentioning the Eagles, like, what are they? What are they, what are they doing at the minute? Nobody knows. They're just floating <laughs> around. And then um, I suppose I, I, I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the running back battle, back, battle, battle with um, Ezekiel Elliott and, and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, um, because they're but well, Saquon Barkley obviously went out injured very early last season, didn't he? Mm. Um, and and Elliot really hadn't, didn't really have a good season last year. No, so it'll be, when yeah. when you take when Dak Prescott's out of the frame, is of course it's going to make everything. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and going under center as opposed to Dak is going to make a running back's life much harder. Yeah. So yeah, I think those two teams will look good at that. But yeah, I've got a sneaky suspicion that Fitzmagic's just going to just going to bring it. Mm. I really like him as a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if it's the Miami thing or what. I, I really don't know, but I just really do like, I've got a lot of time for, for Fitzmagic for sure. 
I didn't have the time for when he was on the Bills. I think he, I think he was the callback of the Bills. They've come into Arrowhead a couple of times and just absolutely laid the hammer down on yeah. a couple of really bad Chiefs teams in the in the past. That that wasn't a Fitzpatrick that I enjoyed. That is for sure. Who hasn't he been a quarterback of? <laughs> yeah, that's Jeez. the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then my final one is: I'm looking forward to the Raiders' demise this year. And it, it's funny saying that to about a team that's probably not won the division or come close to winning the division for like, what, 16 seasons, is it now? 16 years or something? Probably more than that. But the the thing that really kind of um, opened my eyes up a little bit about the Raiders being this poverty franchise, yes, I said poverty franchise, <laughs> is they traded away their O-line. They got rid of their O-line during the offseason. And I'm thinking, what have you got left? I mean, they must have some plan, but they got rid of, like, I think Hudson went, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he got traded away. Um, so many just big guys that really caused us a problem, especially in the game against uh, the Chiefs um, at Arrowhead, uh, week five champions. Yeah. And you thought that the, the Raiders had something. They had something there. Because even, even the game back at, the, at, at Vegas yeah. was a difficult game. Yeah, Derek Carr and it was the best games of the season. Yeah, and it was all because of the O-line he had. Now they've completely ransacked that. Mm. And I can't understand for the life of me why Gruden's done that. Well, obviously, I, I like the fact that you said Gruden and not Mike Mayock there. Um, well, yeah, Mike Mayock as well, yeah. Um, yeah but, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to say Gruden. I'm getting all on him. It's just a funny, like, the the whole off-season for the Raiders has been a funny one. Bizarre. Like the, the turnover in the defensive backfield is the one that I find the most bizarre is like they keep acquiring more safeties. Like I, I know Patrick Mahomes, I know like Patrick Mahomes scares the living Jesus out of them. Like I, I accept that, but why are they just keep reloading at safety? Are they like that unhappy with the safeties that they got? Are they, are they missing that badly on all of their safeties? Are, like, are they angry at Jonathan Abram for stepping down <laughs> on Patrick Mahomes and leaving Travis Kelsey wide open in the end zone? So much so that they thought, right, we've got to get a replacement in. It just, the whole thing, like, everyone talks about how the way the Chiefs are building a roster, but it feels like the Raiders are like the ultimate example of how not to build a roster. Yeah. And it's okay, you can get away with it if you've got a guy under center that's like one of the top guys, but they haven't, despite what yeah. David Carr says, his brother is not one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He's a middle yeah. of the road quarterback. I wouldn't say he's one of the worst. I wouldn't say he's one of the best. He is bang average, mediocre. Yeah. That's what he is. And I just feel like the Raiders are just going to slowly, but surely just fall even further away from Kansas City, even further away from Denver, even further away from Los Angeles. And they are in play. If the Texans wasn't so bad, the Raiders are going to be in play for the number one pick. Mm -hmm. And then it'd be interesting to see what they do next year. Like if they, if they 50. get like, <laughs> pick, yeah, are they going to take a safety? <laughs> it's not a free pick. Like, the overall pick yeah. for the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> well, is a safety. Well, they're hosting the draft next year. So that'd be hilarious. <laughs> they're taking a safety on a top Is free. that what they're doing? Do you yeah, think yeah. they're actually going to tank that much that they're going to go, do you know what? We're hosting it. We're getting the number one pick. It's going to be electric. It's going to be massive. I don't think they're tanking on purpose because I just can't see Gruden and Mayo being those type of guys. I just don't think they're going to be very good. Yeah. I, I really like, uh, in the AFC, like you'd have to say what the Texans are going to be the worst team with the Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah. But I expect the Bengals to win more games than them. I expect the Jets to win more games than them. It's all three, they're finished fourth in the AFC West. Yeah. Like they, they, I, I would put money on them right now being a top five pick next year. Yeah. And I would, seriously, that's, I would. Me, that's music to my ears. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at their offensive line now from last year to to obviously what it's going to what it could be this year. Hmm. They got rid of Trent Brown. Yeah, that's a, that's a big guy. That's a they big almost lost tackle they've got there. They almost lost had. to us. Yeah, um, Hudson. Yeah, there's another one. Gabe Jackson. Yeah. He was another starter. Um, you know, um, Incognito. I know he's still there, isn't he? Young Incognito. Yeah, Richie Incognito. Um, and it just it just seems very bizarre that this team that this this offensive unit that really kind of protected Carr and gave us problems to get to has suddenly just been stripped bare yeah it's mad I'm, I, I'm looking forward to I, seeing I Frank Clark make Derek Carr cry again that's why <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, full we, circle now. We, we went far too long on the Raiders. We did not do three minutes on the Raiders there. Right. So this, on, is, your turn. Your turn. this is my last one. And this is my favorite one. I've been itching at this. I left this on purpose. So on last, this left this one last on purpose. Maybe you can do some clever editing with that, Brad. Right. Yeah. So for anyone that follows me on Twitter, I need to start this again because Brad's laughing his head off because I just made a Phil Rivers joke that was probably too can't close put that to in. Line, probably too <laughs> close to the line to keep that we couldn't keep it in the podcast. <laughs> just a little bit too close to the line. So Brad's just keep going, just keep going. It's so bad. I'm having to start again. I apologize. Right. So for anyone that follows me on Twitter, I am not a Phil Rivers fan at all. I think he's one of the most grossly overrated quarterbacks of all time. I always feel like he's been near the top 10 or in the top 10, but he's never, in my opinion, made that step up to being an elite quarterback. And this is why I am especially excited to see Matt Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and Justin Herbert putting an end to the Phil Rivers for the Hall of Fame campaign this year. Carson Wentz, you ask? How is he going to put an end to Phil Rivers' Hall of Fame campaign? I'm intrigued by this. By being better than Philip Rivers was in Indianapolis with the same talent around, by taking the Colts further than Rivers did. How is Justin Herbert going to affect Phil Rivers' Hall of Fame campaign? Look how easy they've transitioned away from Phil Rivers. They've yeah. gone from Phil Rivers into Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert is lighting it up. They make a playoff appearance. They get to an AFC Divisional game, even an AFC Championship game. They get to an AFC Championship game. He's achieved the exact same amount as Phil Rivers has in his first two seasons. Let's not, yeah. let's not forget this. It's like he went to one AFC Championship game. That's it. That's all he's done. Okay. Matt Ryan, how does he do it? Matt Ryan can near enough catch Phil Rivers in passing yards this year. Okay, he, he, he won't, but he can get extremely close, but he can get like a season and a half production away. And he's been in the league for a lot less time than Philip Rivers was. But what's Good Matt point. Ryan got that Phil Rivers hasn't? He's got a Super Bowl appearance and he's got an MVP. Yeah. He potentially could win comeback player of the year this year. With, with the offense that he's got. Like, there's even potentially being the MVP conversation. You never know with Matt Ryan. He, if went on his day, he could be one of the best. So I feel like he jumps the queue for Phil Rivers for the Hall of Fame this year. What about Ben Roethlisberger? Well, Ben Roethlisberger's already ahead of him. But Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. like Matt Ryan, can basically catch Phil Rivers in yards in the next year or two. So if he does that, that puts to bed the, the uh, Phil Rivers versus Ben Roethlisberger debate. And then finally, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, he's a bit behind Philip Rivers when it comes to yards, but Matt Stafford has a genuine opportunity here to make it to a Super Bowl because the Rams are going to be loaded. With Matt Stafford, they could go over the top. The NFC is light as anything. If they can make a run and make a Super Bowl appearance, even a Super Bowl win. Right now, if you had to put Matt Stafford, a number one pick who's performed really well in Detroit but not kind of got over the top but but then makes the Super Bowl in Los Angeles versus Phil Rivers, one of the games like good guys, but probably someone that didn't achieve anything of no in terms of mm. team. For me, Matt Stafford has to go in. And you can't keep throwing quarterbacks into the Hall of Fame. There's only been 34 quarterbacks put into the Hall of Fame in the league's entire history. You just can't keep putting guys in. And if you That's put Phil crazy Rivers, stat. Is, and if you put Phil Rivers in, then you have to put Matt Ryan in. Then you'd have to put Matt Stafford in. Then you'd have to put well, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning in. And you can't have nine, 10, 11 quarterbacks from the same era going into yeah. the Hall of Fame because then it ruins what it is. The yeah. Hall of Fame is meant to be for special talents. You can't put guys in there just because they played for a long time, especially when you're going to get guys that play for equal amount of time that top every individual and team achievement that Phil Rivers actually managed to get. So for all these people that are saying Phil Rivers belongs in the Hall of Fame, no, he doesn't. He does not belong in the Hall of Fame. And I will fight this battle until I'm blue in the head, whatever, whatever, however the saying. saying, (laughs) Blue in the face. Blue in the face, that's it. (laughs) Blue in the Blue in the head. Blue in the head. I will fight this until I'm yeah. blue in the face because he will not deserve it. And those five quarterbacks in the next year or two will 
make a case that Phil Rivers definitely does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. There's a higher percentage, isn't there, apparently? Um, I think it was something like 36% chance that uh, one of Phil Rivers' kids will be in the Hall of Fame before him. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made that up. Sorry. I've just made that up. <laughs> it's a good chance, though, isn't it? Uh, it's just, you I never just, know. I just like that. I see, it, I see it all the time. There's so many Phil Rivers apologists, yeah. and there's not enough Phil Rivers realists. Can they you just imagine... Be- can you imagine Phil Rivers being the uh, the kind of introducer to one of his kids going at the Hall of Fame? Can you yeah. imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine the humility of that guy? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just can't see him getting in. Because for me, yeah. if he gets into the Hall of Fame, Phil Rivers, not his son. Um, if he was <laughs> in the Hall of Fame, to me, it's just a pity invite. Yeah. He's, he's that guy that gets invited to a reception last minute because he bumped into the guy that was getting married that he hasn't seen in a little while. And he goes, <laughs> oh, I, I heard you were getting married this weekend. And then he goes, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to get your invite. You can come this weekend. That's who Phil Rivers will be for the Hall of Fame. But that needs to stop. That, this, yeah. this chat just simply needs to stop. And you think I'm bad now. Think how what I'm going to be like in four years' time when he's, when he's up for the Hall of Fame. I'm just going to. When everyone's forgotten about him, you mean? I I am. I am going to be the guy that just stands outside the committee, just with like placards, like saying no to Phil Rivers, (laughs) ringing a bell, going shame, shame. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I might. He's named all his kids Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I'm. I'm going to get in there one day, honey. My name's going to be in there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Something Uh, I feel quite passionately about. Yeah, you brought it up once or twice, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's valid. It's, it is valid because, like you were saying, there's, there's not many quarterbacks with, that over the years have, uh, have actually got into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I think you're right there. You can't, you can't get all of them yeah. from the one single era that's, that's going to be, you know, shoehorned in, as you like to call it, shoehorning. Yeah, Phil Rivers. <laughs> if you had to select the top five, you wouldn't even be in the top five of those. Of those 11 that he you belongs mentioned. in the hall of very good well that's all we've got time for this week hope you've enjoyed the show uh, it's been another fun one we love recording these if you can give us uh, a, an, an amazing review we've been reading some of the reviews that have come through and we've we really appreciate those that have taken time out to uh, to give myself and tom um, a review of the show um, really appreciate it good or bad let us know um, and if you think it's good please give us a lovely five-star review it'd be wonderful All that's left to say is, from one kingdom to another, I'll speak to you again soon. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.